You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Lori, good to see you. How you been? I've been well, Dave. How are you? Good, thank you. Lori Patrick in the studio with me, Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc., and it is Inside Real Estate. And, oh, let's take a dive in. Okay. And I know you've got a couple stories. You want a couple things to talk about today. I did. I had a couple of recent occurrences that I thought might be interesting to some people. Um, I had a buyer that was uh, moving here, relocating from out of town, out of province, actually. And this falls into my, and I know we've talked about it before, hire your own agent category. Mm. He phones me on uh, a new listing and he wants to see it. So I'm trying to set up a time with him. And this happens a fair bit. So as I'm saying, well, what works for you? And then I have my usual questions that I ask. He starts telling me, well, I'm seeing one at this time and then I'm going to be over in this part of the city at that time so I know immediately he's calling all these agents and having them show them their listings and he's hopscotching around the city with about a half a dozen different agents so I thought well you know I I don't want to lose the showing for my seller and I could get into it right now but I'm just going to book the appointment and go meet him at the house so I did and he first off I asked how how did your previous showings go do you have more after this and he was a little frustrated because the previous two showings the agent hadn't showed up oh wow so he's, he was kind of saying, I'm not sure if I got my wires crossed, but yeah. no, then he was getting texts from these agents saying, oh, sorry, I couldn't make it while we were talking. And so I was just thinking, okay, first of all, this is what we need to do. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I explained it to him, but he knew, he kind of knew he had purchased houses before in his own province. And he said, I know I'm going about this wrong. And I know I, I shouldn't be doing this. I just wasn't committing to anybody until I was a little bit more ready to go. Now I am, you know. He's been here a couple months, not that familiar with the city, but mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of a handle on it now. Family's going to be coming out within the next month. So now we're getting more serious. And, you know, when I showed up, I had the knowledge of this is why I priced the house this way. This is what recently sold over here. Here's what's for sale over here. Here's the areas we're looking at. He wanted to go look in other areas. Okay, well, I know that this one just listed over there. So, you know, we, we clicked right away in that he said, you're the only one who came with any knowledge other than just this one house. And you were one of the ones that showed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of them just didn't. But you can't. I, I just calling around and, and trying to work with a whole bunch of different agents and schedule all that and hopscotch the skiddy. I, I don't, especially in this construction, I don't understand it. Well, see, and the thing is, is that, you know, if you're hopscotching and doing, you know, all these different agents, the listing agents, uh, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that, that yes. he's calling, number one, they represent the seller. I represented the seller, right, uh, you know, in that I, particular property. It's a starting point, right? Mm-hmm. Secondly, if you don't have your own buyer's agent, they don't know what you've seen before. They don't know what you've liked before. They don't know how to judge because they haven't had a consistent relationship where you've seen a couple of homes, three homes, four homes together. So the agent gets a chance, the buyer's agent gets a chance to go, okay, I can see what they're leaning towards and what they have a tendency towards. And you can go, okay, let's try this. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. You've got the track record because you've done the time with them. Well, exactly. And and this time I took the time to do it with them in this house. And we were in there for a good hour. It wasn't the house for him, mm-hmm. which we knew relatively quickly. But then I want to know why. Tell me why. What don't you like? What do you like? Where do you want to be? What's going on? What's your family situation? How many kids do we have? Are schools going to be important? All of that. So, you know, I'm just peppering him with these questions. And and he was enjoying that because somebody was taking an interest and actually trying to figure out what are we going to buy. So he canceled the rest of his appointments. There was two more to come after me. He canceled those and said, do you want to just show them to me? Actually, we kind of decided after he had showed me which ones he was going to look at, they they weren't going to work for him. Mm -hmm. And I I could tell just by looking at them. And and he agreed. And some of them I had seen and and I knew they weren't something he was going to want to tackle. Um, There was an open house being held in a different part of the city he wanted me to come with him to. So I ended up meeting him over there 
later in the afternoon. And now we've been working together a few weeks. I know what he's after. We've mm-hmm. made an offer on a property. We haven't closed it yet, but he appreciated the service and the knowledge I can give him. And he listened to me. Mm-hmm. And he just stopped phoning all the listing agent and he understood what I was telling him. Well, and if you're buying a home, you can hire the top buyer's agent in the city and it doesn't cost you a cent. It does not cost you money, any money at all. Because the seller pays the commission on both ends. The seller pays the commission and you're getting the wealth of knowledge of an agent to help you through the purchase and, you know, advise you. They're not working for the seller. They're mm-hmm. working for you. Mm-hmm. So it, it absolutely makes no sense why you, you don't hire an agent. Well, it's interesting. You talk about where he kind of went, yeah, I kind of know I'm kind of doing this all wrong, but what are the reasons you hear from people why they haven't hired an agent? With him, I think it was, he hadn't yet because he wasn't ready to buy yet. His house in his previous province hadn't sold. He had been just kind of browsing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that he thought he wanted to commit and he didn't want to waste, you know, he was upfront about that and he's saying, I can't really do anything until this property sells. So he didn't want to waste anybody's time, but you're not wasting my time. I can show you, help you, guide you, send you information while we're waiting for your house to sell instead of you just, you know, going around looking at houses that aren't going to work for you and agents that maybe aren't going to show up for you. Like you're wasting your time. And without realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just misguided and he knew it. You know, as soon as I started saying, so what you're doing? And he said, I know, I know. So he understood what I was saying right away. Well, I'm glad to hear it's going well. It's going well. Glad to hear that he's got a top agent. That I is think representing so. him. Yes, we will find him the right house. So how is the market looking anyway? The market's actually looking pretty healthy. Yeah. There's still parts of it that are pretty strong buyer's market that tends to lean towards the multifamily units, but pretty healthy still. It's kind of evening out a little bit. Evening out, yeah, especially in the housing market and certain pockets of it are even, you know, some of them are even low, you know, where you'd almost say it's a bit of a seller's market for some particular areas and styles of homes. But it's certainly more balanced than we've seen in the last couple of years. But it's interesting you talk about it's different pockets. Yes. It's not kind of this overall here's the way it is, where it's really strong seller, really strong buyers, it's pockets. It is. And you have to have your finger on the pulse to know which pocket is which. I think so. And I think that sometimes that's that works to my advantage because I show a lot of houses too. I work with both buyers and sellers. So I'm in a lot of these markets all the time. Mm-hmm. I've got different sets of buyers and different price ranges looking in different areas of the city. So I, you know, I, I can know what a bungalow in the Northwest should be going for. And yet that condo in the Southeast, eh, that one's too high, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I kind of work with different uh, groups and different price ranges, different styles at all times. I've got some buyers on the go. So you have to kind of stay in touch with it. Plus daily listings. I am on that thing every yeah. morning. Yeah, <laughs> That's my, my, uh, what's coming up, what's sold, what reduced. Well, and calling and speaking with other agents. Yes, all the time. You know, and I think people, I think that's an underrated side of, of, of what you do as well. I don't think people realize necessarily the importance or the significance of that contact with other agents. Definitely. There's a, there's a lot of conversations that agents have that clients will never hear about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it get a lot of times it propels us, you know, if you've got two good agents working together, it will propel you to the, the outcome that we want. And we're not disclosing it all. We're not disclosing mm-hmm. anything we shouldn't be, but... We're trying to get the best for everybody involved. So there's a lot of, uh, the, the relationships are important, I think, between agents. Well, and I could see a circumstance too, say where you have a buyer, for example. You go and you're talking to the, the seller's agent and you're saying, yeah, it's not quite right, but 
Uh, and that agent then may go, you know what? I've got another property based on what you're telling me here. I've got another property that you might want to consider. And then maybe there's a new option that opens up that oh, absolutely. they can communicate. I will say that, um, you know, do you have any, we call them back pockets, something coming, mm-hmm. something that's not on the market, not quite ready, or the, the, the seller for whatever reason doesn't want a whole bunch of showing, so he's putting it on MLS. But there, there is a lot of that marketing behind the scenes that goes on. Plus, because I like to do my own feedback calls on my listings, when I'm calling the agent and I'll say, okay, so you, this person didn't like this house. You know, if they've showed the house, they don't. Do you have somebody else? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I probe them a little. What what buyers do you have? What are they looking for? Because maybe I you have somebody that I can steer to a different listing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So there's all sorts of communication that happens. Well, we're going to continue uh, talking about communication and different side of it, different aspect of it when we come back. All right. Absolutely. Looking to buy or sell, turn the key. Call Lori today. 591-5192. The website, lorisells.ca. Back with more of Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. after this. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Lori Patrick with me from Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. as we continue our conversation. We touched in the first segment, we were talking about, about pricing, you know, and about uh you know, what the, how the market's doing and there's pockets where it's this way and pockets where it's, oh, maybe a bit of a seller's market instead of a buyer's market. And I, that's such a key part of, of what you do is figuring out what is that price point. But there's almost variations on a theme depending on who the client is and what the end goal is. Uh, well, there is. And, and uh, I had a client of mine refer a seller to me recently. And uh, it was in a community, just a bedroom community close to Regina, um, very upper scale homes, nice, nice place, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of inventory in there. So I went out and I met with the seller and he was very uh, upfront. He said, listen, uh, you know, I want your, this is realistic. This is fair. Don't waste my time price. That's what I want to know. I want to yeah. know what's the realistic price because if I can't make it work, I might not do it right now and I'll wait till spring. And he had just recently had an appraisal done. So we both kind of agreed. I don't want to see that appraisal until I do my market. Mm-hmm. So I went back and, you know, it was a big house and it was, it was a bit of a different house. There wasn't going to be a lot of really spot on comps for it, but mm-hmm. enough, enough. Mm-hmm. And it was in an area too with this community. There's, there's a fair amount of inventory and it moves slow. Right. It sits, it sits for a bit. So just because there's probably less buyers, so you have to price aggressively. You know, if I've got 10 buyers, maybe seven of them want to be in the city. So it's just a smaller pool. Right. Right. So in any case, I, I did the market and I was, I took him at his word. I wanted to go in this is what you want. And I gave him a price. And I said, this is where I think it is. And he came back to me and said, I think you're fair. And I think you're realistic. Here's what the appraisal said. It was a hundred thousand more than what I had said. Wow. A hundred thousand. I'm assuming now you're talking about upscale homes and everything else. Yes. That's not like 30%. No, 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 it wouldn't be 30%. No, but, but, but still significantly higher on the appraisal. And I said, uh, send me that thing. I want to see that thing. (laughs) And he did. But, you know, I give him credit being a seller because obviously, can you imagine the confusion? Well, why do you think it's worth this? And this appraisal says it's worth this much Mm -hmm. more. And of course, human nature, the seller's going to want to take the appraisal. But this, this fellow, this, he was very realistic and he understood what I was saying. And he said, I think you're more fair and realistic. And I think the appraisal is, is inflated. So, you know, after I said, send that to me, I, I read it over and I, I came back with him and say, I, I can't get here. I don't know. On paper, you could find the comps. I, I don't, I disagree with the comps that he used. And I just. So the comparables, comparable the comparables, sales. Yeah, and, yeah. sorry. Uh, comparable sales. I, I can't get there. I don't know how or why 
he has used these particular ones when there's others that I think are more relevant and more suitable to your property. Now, I'm open to suggestion of mm-hmm. perhaps we could be meeting, well, I wouldn't even meet in the middle on this, but perhaps it could be a little higher than what I'm suggesting, but I'm, I'm not even approaching what this appraisal said. And it was good that I had a seller that realized what I was telling him was probably right. Mm-hmm. It said right in the appraisal that inventory in the area is high, properties take on average 90 plus days to sell with many taking much longer than that. So it's saying in there, and he had specifically told me, I want this gone in 60 days or I'm going to wait till spring. Right. So the appraisal price was not getting that done for him. Well, and <laughs> yeah, and you gave him the 60-day price. I gave him the 60-day price, which I think was probably still the fair price, even if it had taken longer than 60 days. It wasn't, to me, they just didn't, I, I was seeing it far different than the appraiser did. And appraised value and market value aren't always the same. Yes. Sometimes they're different. That was one of the more different, you know, spans I had seen the, in a while. variation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one was a little wider and I was a little surprised. And But again, when, you have, when you're dealing with somebody who, who trusts your opinion, knows that you've got the experience and, and listens to what you say, then we can come to the, the better conclusion. Well, and, you know, and, and there is a lot that goes into comparables, you know, the comparative sales and the market evaluations that you do. And you talk about how the appraiser used kind of different comparables than you would have used. You thought there were some that were more relevant. And that happens... I don't want to say more often than not, but that happens fairly frequently when you're dealing with a seller, uh, a seller's agent, uh, and yes. you're going in as a buyer's agent, for example. Yes, yes. Actually, recently, it reminded me of this. I was showing um, a apartment-style condo recently in the East End, Southeast End, and I thought, you know, I kind of, I'm pretty up-to-date on that market right now, so I thought, this is a nice unit, but I believe it's high. Mm. And so, and my client did as well. She had seen something in the in the building in the complex uh, a year ago that had sold for considerably less. And I don't think the condo market had rebounded by any means that that we should be forty, fifty thousand dollars more than what that one sold for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm getting feed. The agent's asking me for feedback, and and I'm telling this is the him. Seller's agent. No. Seller's agent comes to me for feedback, and I'm telling him what I think. I I think you're high. We like the condo. We might come back and have a second look, but here's what I think where you should be. So there, there's no point in not telling him what I think. Mm-hmm. He wants my feedback. I'm going to give it to him. So he came back at me with, well, did you see this sale? And it was a high one. And I thought, no, I didn't see that sale. And I would have seen that sale. Where is that sale coming from? Mm-hmm. So I went back and I had to go back to 2017 to find that sale. And where I'm saying, I'm, I can't go back two years in a market. An appraiser will only take the past six months. And even if the market's moving quickly and dynamic, less than that. So I can't take your two-year-old sale. like that. It just doesn't jive with what would be asking price today. Mm-hmm. So I, and plus I'm thinking to myself, you know, I have the same access to information that you do. So I'm going to find out that this is a two-year-old sale. And there are more recent ones that were twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 less for virtually the same unit. You know, that's almost like saying, uh, you know, you've got a, a teenager that's in the middle of their growth spurt, right? They're 15 and you go, oh, wait, hang on, we've got a pair of shoes from uh, when he was 13. Uh, that, that should fit now. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a very good way of putting it. I just, I couldn't, uh, I mean, I kept going back and back and plugging in this address thinking, okay, well, I'll go back six, the usual six months. Mm-hmm. Then I went back a year. Then I'm going back two years and there it pops up and I'm not relevant. Not relevant at all. The market's dynamic. You have to stay with the most recent, and the most recent are less than what you're asking. And all other things being equal, because we're talking about an apartment complex condominium. Mm-hmm. So they're virtually 
with some variations on variations, decor. But they're fairly they're, similar. They're the same, similar size. They're yeah. the same layout. They kind of they're the same location, obviously. So there's not wild variations like that that house that I was talking about previously, the the, the upper end one where I was off yeah, the mark. Because they are so the unique and so different yes. and different layouts and different yes, scenarios. That, yeah. Yeah. Those are that I will give you there could be far more, you know, I could see where you picked these comparables, but mm-hmm. I don't agree with them. This was pretty this is pretty straight up real estate one oh one. This is a two year old sale, plus it was a little bit bigger and faced a better direction. Mm-hmm. So it's not a good comparable. And and you've got more recent ones that would work. But um, to me, that means then the sell... I mean, he was trying to argue his price, his client's price to me. Trying to defend the price, yeah. I just, defend his price, which I job. get. That's your job. But at the same time, I think then you're not being realistic with your seller. You're not telling them, these are the ones that just sold. This is the price you should be at. Because overpricing it does nobody any good. It's just mm-hmm. an exercise in frustration. It takes you longer to sell. You're going to end up selling where you were supposed to anyway. And the seller just wonders why they're not getting showings or why the feedback's coming back. You're too high. You know, and it, you, you get those subtle variations. You were saying, you know, there's facing a better direction or maybe slightly bigger, or you can still use that as a comparable if you round down or right. round up, Yeah, you know, but not there's the benchmark, so to speak, because they're, again, yeah. they're not exactly identical as, as you say. No, but they're similar enough that you're going to be within a range. Yeah. And, and the, the more recent ones that had sold within the last, I believe it was six months to a year, so a good year and a half sooner, mm-hmm. were, were better comparables. They were... More relevant. More relevant. They were more current, which makes them more, mm-hmm. relevant, more relevant immediately. Yeah. Uh, they were closer in size. Uh, so to me, he, I, trying to cherry pick back two years to find a high price so that your, your seller's happy when you list it is just in the long run going to cause frustration. Almost goes back to what we were talking about in our first segment about make sure that you hire a top buyer's agent when you are looking because mm-hmm. these are the types of things that a top buyer's agent knows yes. and will go and find out. I did. I confirm. went and found out. Send me that appraisal and I'm trying to find where you found that price on that condo sale for. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, Plus, if you're, you're out showing a lot and engaged a lot you kind of have a sense when you're in them eh, it seems a little high spidey senses start to tingle they do tingle sometimes great chatting with you you too dave looking to buy or sell turn the key call Lori today 591-5192 the website lauriesells.ca you've been listening to inside real estate with Lori patrick of century 21 dome realty inc